Hi guys, welcome back to the Love Kinsey podcast. I'm your host, Kinsey Renee, and I know that this episode is a little late this week. If I'm honest, time just got away from me. I'm learning to balance a more full schedule with work while also doing school, podcasting, trying to hang out with friends, and all of the things. I will have an episode coming out soon just about all of that, so be on the lookout. But today I have one of my amazing friends, Kayla, coming on to talk all things creativity, photography, and pursuing a passion for Christ. And I just love her so much. She is only 19, which blows me away every time we hang out because there's some things that she says where I'm just like, I'm learning. Like I'm learning so much because she just has her focus on God and is just pursuing this career in photography full force with him at the center and is doing that so, so well. So I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast and be just so inspired by her, her approach. extra excited because we've had already like a super creative day and this is like the cherry on top but before we get into just like everything I feel like we just have to dive right in because we can talk for hours hours so I always love to start these off with what does creativity mean to you just as a foundation yeah for sure um for as far as creativity for me I think it's always been a way for me to express myself and Not just on a super surface level being like how something visually appears, but also on a deeper level. Um, I grew up in church, so it was initially, it was about singing. It was always like an expression of my heart um, and just like I wanted to let God know how I felt about him. And then that evolved into me. Uh, I started doing photo ministry at church. I was like 15 and I thought I was like (laughs) the best photographer ever. Um, Yeah, so I started doing photography and then that was still just an expression of uh, my heart. And I wanted to always create images that were, that had a sense of peace to them and they felt structured enough, but also had enough freedom in them. Um, Cause I think that's a lot of times the way I go about life. I like having structure, but I also like to have something that's like spontaneous and something free. So my pictures have always, for me, been a way to express that. Yeah. I'm like so deep. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's what I want. I want you to go deep because our conversations are always very deep. And I love that you said this idea about freedom, that it does bring this sense of just freedom in who you are, it sounds like. And I also find it so interesting that you really did start being creative and diving into it at such a young age because I mean I always forget that you are 19 I'm always like oh she's like 22 23 like I I always forget that and I want to know like growing up 
did you grow up in a creative environment? What instilled this idea of, okay, creativity is part of who I am, part of who I am inside and outside the church. It's just who I am. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So growing up, um, both of my parents were fairly creative. Um, My dad specifically was like super involved in fashion industry. So I was very, uh, I was involved in that at a young age, just like we had like patterns all over our house or like we would have swatches of a bunch of different fabrics. And I just remember like looking through them and like touching them and like being like, I was like secretly doing this, you know, like I would just see swatches and I would be like, oh my gosh, what is this? So yeah, at such a young age, I like was allowed to express myself creatively. Um, And particularly like in the church, it was a way that I feel like my family as a whole, we all gave back to God and gave back to the church was with our creativity. Um, But yeah, I was very young and I was allowed to express myself with art, um, whether that was like painting or even just like playing with all the swatches or like going to the garment industry and like knowing that I was in the garment industry. I wasn't just like in some random city. I knew where I was and like I knew these are where fabrics were. And yeah, so even because of that, I was like, I want to be a designer and that I didn't really do anything with that. Um, but I remember like I got, I got this toy for Christmas and it was like, it was like it had all these different pieces of clothing and it was like shirts and jeans and this. And I used to like, you would like slide it and like different shirts would come out and like different pants would come out. And so I used to like put all these different outfits together and I was like obsessed with that. And you would like color the outfit in yourself. So yeah. Yeah. At a super young age, I was like just doing it. And I thought like, I think because my parents were doing it, I just thought like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for sure. There's no question. Like I felt like I was gifted in that way as well. And then your parents are doing it. So it just feels like what you're going to do. That's so interesting of just how much even fashion especially had such a part to play in your life. How do you think that affected you growing up, like your identity? Were you ever even different like in school? And I know you went to creative schools, which I find very interesting because you didn't go to normal school. And that had to affect, you know, how you saw yourself, how you saw the world. What effect do you think that had on your perspective? Yeah. So even in elementary school, I went to like regular school, but I remember so clearly I used to get to school like 30 minutes early and I used to do my friend's hair because I would like do cool things to my hair and everybody liked it. And not just that, they used to text me pictures of what they were going to wear to school from their mom's phones. And I would reply and be like, no, 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 not those shorts. (laughs) Do the blue pants, not the khaki shorts. And we were literally wearing uniform. But I would be like, okay, to make that cool, like let's do put on a white cardigan with that and wear like loafer kind of shoes. And like I'll put your hair in a braid. And I was just like trying to make it a thing. And (laughs) so, yeah, they used to show up to school early. I had like a line of like four girls. I would do their hair. I'd be like, okay, that looks good. No, no, no. You need a braid. You need a bun. You need a ponytail. (laughs) Yeah. So since elementary school, I was doing stuff like that. Um, I did like talent shows. I, my friends and I sang Stay by Rihanna. This was like Uh 2010 or something. And I was like, we're going to record a music video. So I remember I like had like a lighting set up in my room and I like shot a music video of us singing. And like I made my parents put like 
our voice over onto it because I was obsessed with iMovie. Yeah, so I was always doing weird stuff like that. And then um, middle school was pretty much the same kind of situation. I would like pick my friends' yeah. outfits for them. Then come high school, I started a performing arts high school, performing and visual arts high school. Um, and there I was like, oh, I want to sing. I'm a singer and I play piano. That's what I'm going to do. Eventually that evolved into me taking photography classes and like graphic design classes. Uh And I started getting hired (laughs) by kids because they needed headshots. So I was like 15 taking pictures of people like on a blue wall, on a white wall with trees behind them and different setups. And this was during my lunch period because I was at an open campus school in a city. Um, But yeah, I just think all of those experiences together, they affected the way I see the world in the sense that I feel like art is probably one of the only things that we have to unify us. Um, cause I was around so many different people and I was with actors, I was with vocalists, I was with people that were doing Cirque. So like acrobatics and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I always felt a connection with them because I was, we were all doing art. And so from that point on, I was like totally cool to being friends with artists, no matter what they did. Um, there was like makeup artists, there was costume designers, there was all these different people. And I was friends with them and really understood like, okay, this all works because of art. Like that's the center of us. And more specifically, because I'm a Christian, just realizing like God, God began creation and like, we're able to do that and we're made in his image. And it's so beautiful that we're allowed to all partake in this now and of course it would be the thing to unify us because it's the first thing God ever created was creation, you know? That's, so, yeah. I love how you equate creativity to unity yeah. and that in a sense that that is what brings us together. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought about it that way, yeah. but it's so true. Like whenever we're on a set or anything, like yeah. there is just this like, feeling of unity that we're all working towards the same mission and same goal and not that there isn't that in other industries but I think it's just it's so obvious in a creative field you can feel it you can't yes yes you can feel it so strongly in that and just like in what it means to be part of creation and part of that purpose, which I think is so cool. And also I I hope people actually like get the craziness of even your school because I think it's the coolest thing ever because I went to like a super country high school and it was like, (laughs) it was like literally in the country, but it was very like college prep, academic focused. Like I took all AP classes, even though I knew I was always going to go into fashion. Like I yeah. I still was like oh I have to be like top of my class. And yeah, and so it was very much like competitive. Did you get that same sense of competitiveness growing up? Like was it do you think it was greater or do you think it was less and more about freedom because you went to a creative school because I know that can be like a weird subject especially yeah. for creatives of like it is competitive, but it's not. And like, how do we find unity? So did you feel that tension growing up? There is definitely that tension in the sense of the arts. Um, Nobody really cared about, I mean, obviously the teachers that were teaching um, 
cared about our grades, but we were just like, whatever. We just want to go to our whatever class it was that we were obsessed with. And there was definitely tension in people that did multiple things, you know, like I play piano and I sing and I do this and I do that. And it was like, there was competition there because now it's like, oh, we're all, we're all on the same level and you're a triple. They used to literally be like, oh, she's a quadruple threat and she's a triple threat. And they literally meant it. Like she could do three things. She could do four things. Yeah. So there was that competition. Um, and I think, I mean, luckily by like third year of high school, I think we all got exhausted and everybody was kind of just willing to work together at that point. But initially coming into the school, you're a freshman, everybody's trying to prove themselves. There was for sure a lot of competition in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. How, how did that sense of competition yeah. affect who you are today? And just also in like the ongoing process, we're both so young, you know, we don't, we're still like becoming, but it's how I, I know, and I ask this because I've been in the same position. It's like when you're in a creative field, when you're in this competitive field, it can be so hard and okay, you're pursuing this thing, you're figuring out who you are and you're also trying to navigate this competitiveness yeah. at the same time. And there's this pressure to be something that you're not. How did that affect you, especially going into this field that you are in now of photography and, you know, you're trying to discover who you are, what you like, how did, yeah, all of those things. And that can be, that can just be so difficult. Say that it made me really dislike uh, a big area of the arts industry. And that was like the competitiveness. Um, I think that was even something I was like, scared about because I'm not very competitive but I did find myself falling into like oh my gosh they got the part or they got assigned to take this photo shoot or this project on and I wanted to take it on and whatnot or they were able to get into this class and I didn't because their portfolio was better than mine um and I think to that I have to say um I remember like everybody started doing photography when I was at that school like it was like it was a time when it was like really cool and like, I don't know, like Pinterest, Tumblr, all that, you know? Yeah. And so everybody was doing it with their iPhones and I was over here like with yeah. a real camera and I was really taking it seriously. And my mom told me one time, cause I was like crying. I was like, everybody's so good at it. She's like, one day you're going to look back and realize that nobody else is doing it, but you, if you wow. stay consistent and steady. And I was like, I was like, that's not true, mom. <laughs> but now I look back and like, I'm the only one that's still doing photography because I was always doing it for the right reasons. Wow. Um, so I just think I would say that like me realizing even now, like, okay, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of other people that are also amazing at this, but at the end of the day, what's going to stand the test of time is your intentions. And, mm -hmm. and even for yourself, even if somebody is able to make it way further than you are, they're probably not living the best life in terms of their mental health or, their physical health even because those things can start to affect you. So I think I have always had that in the back of my mind. Like I need to stay true to the calling I know I have on my life yeah. and do this with the right intentions because I want to always be doing things and showing God's character and God's love. Um, so yeah, even now I like look back, I'm like, okay, no one else that started this program with me in high school is doing this. I'm the only one doing it. I'm the only one taking it seriously. I'm probably the only one that's had like actual work and is taking bigger steps and bigger strides. And so, yeah, that was a big 
lesson for me for sure. That is seriously no small thing because (laughs) just that part that you even said of like that having your intentions set is so huge. And this is also why I forget that you're 19 because I'm like, that is so incredibly wise in the sense of just keeping your intention straight. And it reminds me of even one of my favorite verses actually in Deuteronomy where it talks about not turning to your left or to your right, but looking straight ahead. And I feel like that's what you did. And and then what your mom was saying. It, oh, it's so difficult. It's so hard. You want it's so easy. It's way easier to be looking around and seeing the way everyone else is going about their career yeah. and what program are the stupidest stuff? What program are they using? And should I get that thing? And it costs three hundred dollars, and I can't afford that. And da 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 and da 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 da. And then you're like, wait, they're not even doing it anymore. Like, yeah, they didn't even stick with it. Yeah. And I was still here with my camera that I bought when I the camera I have right now is still the camera I bought when I was fifteen because I had because I had a quinceanera and I was like the one thing I'm gonna buy with all this money I got like two thousand dollars from like gifts I was like I'm buying a camera wow. and it's still the camera that I use if I don't like rent gear out so yeah it was just I think since that point in my life I already had my intention set and I was like that's this is what I want. And I know that I know that this is where God has me and that's what he wants me to do. Yeah. So it's always been just me attempting to stick to it, you know, yeah. as much as I can, just staying straight, not left, not right. That's the hard yeah. thing is like sticking with something. Yeah. And even like, you know, even if people don't fall away, right? Even if they do succeed, the only thing that we yeah. can actually focus on is our own journey and know that, okay, our intentions are right. If we're following God, like if we're following, you know, our heart our like what we're actually led to, then, okay, we can be content. We can be proud of ourselves because we know that our intentions are right. We know that we've done the best that we can and it doesn't matter what anybody else is truly doing if we're doing it for the purpose that is set on our heart. And that knowing that we're in the right place. Yeah, I think realizing like there's a bigger purpose here. Yes. Can completely change your perspective on, I guess, competition. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of competition is focused on like a very like tight and everybody's just like focused and drawn yeah. in and it's nobody's considering the greater purpose as to what we're all doing. It's so true. Um, so they're willing to stay they don't, you know, they don't really care what strides they have to take to get to the top. And yeah. I think it feels good to be a person that um, stays true to what they, to your morals and yes. to what you feel is right and what you feel is wrong. And totally. yeah, you can sleep well at night, even if you're not where you want to be, you're sleeping well at night because you know, you've done things right. We all want to sleep well at night knowing what we did was right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, for real. But okay, clearly you have such just a wise perspective. Clearly that has to do with your mom, which, you know, I know her. I love her. She's absolutely amazing. But has it always been that easy to keep your eyes on God? Has it always, especially in this creative industry? I know, you know, we've talked about it a little bit like off mic as well. It's just like our journeys and all of that. But 
for people listening who are like, okay, yeah, that sounds so great. That sounds so easy of like not turning. Yeah. Not turning left or right. Just sticking to it. Oh, just deal with purpose. Like if you're, if you're have the right intentions, then you're fine. It's all good. But has it all really been good? Yeah, I think um, just when I look back at the whole season of me choosing, okay, I want to be a photographer, that initial decision was really hard because I naturally was looking around and saying like, wow, everybody's so good. Do I really want to choose this career path? Because I don't know that I'm going to make it. Um, So no, (laughs) it has not always been easy to stick to the narrow path, if you will. Um, because uh, sometimes I think we feel like God's not speaking, like literal, audible speaking. So it's easy to be like, well, God's not speaking. And so I feel like it's not right. And so, da, 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 da. and then from that point is when we take our eyes off of God. And now we're wandering, <laughs> looking elsewhere. Um, so initially, it was for sure a struggle to make sure that I was doing it for the right intention because. Also growing up, it's it was a good thing and a bad thing growing up seeing the industry because I think also growing up seeing the industry, it was very like, oh, okay, if I can get in at a young age, like I'm set, I'll be rich and being rich means you live here. And then at that point, you're no longer looking at God at all or honoring the fact that he's given you these gifts. So that was a big struggle initially. Um, yeah, even especially going to the art school and having so many other people that are talented, you, you want to say like, oh, I'm just doing this for God. (laughs) It's all for his glory. But inside, you know, like I'm doing this because I want to see that I, my picture goes in the front. And we did like so many art exhibits and like walkthroughs and I would like be like really anxious. Like, is my picture going to be in the front? Is it going to be like the first one? Like, what are people going to say about it? And like, and I would just like think, 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 think. And you just realize that that is exhausting and it's no way to live. And if that is where this industry takes you, you really need to like reevaluate things because it's just not healthy. Um, so yeah, it definitely wasn't always easy. Yeah. It was a, it was a struggle to be content wherever I am at. Um, is there a certain like moment or even pivot point, like transitional point, even that like you looked at where you are and you're like, okay, I'm content, like, or I need to change something. Otherwise I'm going to go down like a bad road. And I, I think, you know, we all go through like the ebbs and flows of it, of I think always having those moments, but is there one if you want to share you know, that you were like, yeah, this changed my perspective. This grounded me mm-hmm. and <laughs> it developed, you know, my new perspective, yeah. my new reason. Yeah. That's not just because I went to a performing arts school or, you know, yeah, or you're good at it, but yeah. that you were like, no, this is, this is actually foundational for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually I was, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but I last year went through the first time ever experiencing anxiety. And uh, I think that season of my life, I felt so broken and I felt so detached from all of these desires that I 
had put at the forefront of my mind every morning. I was like, okay, cool. We wake up. I'm going to become a fashion. You know, it was just like, go, 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 go. And uh, that season of my life like completely wrecked every thought I had about everything. It, I, I questioned everything. I, I thought it was the worst season of my life. And now I look back and I realize like I needed to go through that. Like if I didn't have that, and it was literally a whole year long. It was a year of treacherous, just I felt so alone. I was scared. I was anxious. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't know what I was going to say. I was overthinking about everything. And uh, I just realized like in that moment, I was like, I need to get my priorities straight. Like something's really off here. And what was really off was that God wasn't necessarily the center of my life. Um, and I grew up in church. So I, of course I thought he was like, he should be, he, that's what I've always been taught. But I think also being so almost desensitized to the power of God, I removed him from the center and I made a lot of other things greater and uh, career paths greater and grades and friends. And I felt like I needed friendships that I didn't necessarily need. Um, so after that season happened, and I'm like, after that, it only ended like three months ago. <laughs> Like this is very raw and recent, but yeah, after that season, I was like, all right, I hit a point where I didn't even care about fashion photography. I didn't care to be a photographer. I was so over it. I was like, I literally want to be a monk. I want to go to the mountains and praise God every day of my life. I was so like, I was like, I'm going to drop out of school. Like I can't do this. This is so competitive. This is not like me. I saw a lot of character flaws and now I look back and there was also a lot of character building that occurred. Um, but that season specifically was one where I probably the, the season that made me put my priorities properly in order. And yeah, I realized like that doesn't need to be my identity because my identity should first and foremost be a child of God. And if I'm a child of God, then I spend my time glorifying God, not glorifying art or creation, you know? You glorify who created it, not creation. Um, so. It's so cool because truly our our gifts aren't actually for us, right? Yeah. They're they're catalyst of praise because they actually lift our eyes to, whoa, like this is in me. I didn't even know that that was in me, you know? And it does lift our eyes and I think it allows us to live for something greater. And when we get out of ourselves, then it actually frees us to be more ourselves. You know, I always say like, it's when we actually lose ourselves that we find ourselves. I felt like Kayla Isabella Diaz was gone as nowhere to be found within myself. And then I found who I truly am and was always intended to be. And it's like God's grace comes at, it's always there, but it's like that moment when you realize it for yourself is like priceless. It's like the best moment of your whole life. Oh, it's so true. And I, I love just hearing your perspective too on the hard seasons because we've talked about this, but we've gone through such similar seasons. And I mean, granted, mine is like a very verbal timeline because I was literally like recording these while going through like some of the worst times. And so like listening to earlier episodes, I'm like, Hi guys, I'm anxious again. Like <laughs> everyone knew, and it's but it's 
because like it is honest. It is real. And those are such hard times. And I am glad that I did that because now looking back, I'm like, whoa, like I can see the journey. And I think that's that's what we never realize while we're going through it is you had this phrase that you said of character building, like what actually broke you and the character flaws that came out maybe that you saw were actually the building blocks of what God was trying to bring out of you. And I think it's so cool in those moments because, yeah, we view them as character flaws, but God's like, no, I, w- I want to use that. I want to use that to be your biggest testimony. And it's like we can get so down on ourselves and like so disappointed and be like, oh, my gosh, why am I like this? Yes. Yeah, just replaying over and over again mm-hmm. all of your faults, everything that's bad about you. Yeah. yeah. We, we can get in this dark hole of just – wow, okay, this is all I am. This is all I do. It's my identity. My identity is that I messed up. My identity is that I'm anxious. My identity is that my priorities are out of whack. My identity is because I'm not good enough. There's there's so many of those things. And I love that you even brought up priorities because early on, the first counselor I ever went to actually told me, he's like, imagine that you're in a car and that there's four different tires, one social life, one spiritual life, one's physical life. And I think it was mental and, or the fourth one was career. And he was like, if all of these are blown up, you know, to a certain capacity, mine were social career and career. The other two weren't my physical and my spiritual were actually deflated. And he's like, you can't drive a car like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that's what woke me up because I was like, I I can't drive with a flat tire. If any of those are flat, like I can't drive. I can't drive myself. And that that's literally what we have to look at, what we have to prioritize. So Coming out of, okay, you said priorities, finding your identity. Who would you say Kayla is now? Okay, so Kayla before was super, I could figure it out. I don't need anybody's help. I don't, I'd don't. i never talked to anybody about anything. I was always fine. I used to literally say that, like, oh, I'm always fine. This, that was, this was Kayla. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm always fine. Like, yeah, like, you don't need to worry about me. I'm good. I got this. Um, and that was, like, just kind of a uh, attribute I had since I was a kid. Um, and I think now I've number one realized the weight of community and how much that's needed and necessary. Um, I think cause I grew up in church and I was like, just kind of forced into it. I was always like, ugh, about community because I felt like I was being forced to be with all these people. But after COVID and I didn't have that and other things in life, I realized like, wow, I need that. Um, so Kayla now needs community. She can't do things by herself. Um, I'm also, I never, this is so bad. I never used to read my Bible. Like I thought I grew up in church. I know the Bible. That's good enough. Why do I need to read it every day? It's the same story yesterday that I read today. Um, but I realize now that God's word is alive and that it, has healing power over your, your, the, the dark seasons of life. And, 
Um, so yeah, now I read my Bible. <laughs> that's, that's a good start. <laughs> um, so yeah, I need community. Uh, yeah, I, the word is like my lifeline. Um, and my art is not my identity whatsoever. I, I always tell my mom and she's always, don't say that. But I'm always like, mom, if I had to become like a teacher or like anything else, like I would be okay with that. Like my art isn't my identity. Like I love doing it. And I, it's probably the fa- my favorite part of myself, but it's not my identity and it's not what's going to make me feel complete. So yeah, those are probably the three biggest components that have been transformed within my heart coming out of that season. It's so good. And I love how your identity is rooted in Christ. Yeah. It's rooted in community. And it yeah. and I think that's such a good place to start of, wow, okay, if we're made for community, then everything we do is community focused. It's outside of ourselves. Yeah. And it's how we affect other people. It's how we affect the world. Yeah. It's not actually me, 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 me. How can I get to the top? I'm a five on the Enneagram. So it's very like I could do things by myself and I don't need anybody's help. But I always thought that was me being helpful to others. But now I realize it's very me, me, me. Does that make sense? Like I feel like I always thought like, oh, I'm not going to bother them. But in my head, what I was really thinking is like I could do it by myself. I'm good at this. And so even just realizing that flaw in me and being like, okay, go ask for help even though you don't want to because what it's really doing is it's going to bump up my ego of I can do it by myself. I'm fine. I got this. So even that, I'm like, I need it more than they need to help me. You know what I mean? Like dumb stuff. Like, okay, I'm going to ask my mom to, to look over my, like sometimes when I'm like registering for classes, I'm like, Oh, I got this. Like, look at, I'm, my classes are so in order. Like I'm going to graduate by this time. And I'm like, no, I'm going to ask my mom, like, Hey, will you look over this with me? Like, what do you think? Can you give me some guidance? Like you've done this. And then I'm like, wow, that felt great. Because I wasn't focused on me, 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 and I need to figure this out. And rather, I'm inviting other people into my life. I think it's it, it's really cool because we started even this conversation with yeah. unity, and it seems like it's going to be a common thread. So I love yeah. that. But it's so true because when we ask other people, when we bring other people into the equation, it not only gives us purpose, but it gives the other person purpose and value as well. And it's it's this equal exchange of, hey, like I see you you see me, I care about you, yes. you care about me, we can walk this out together and I'm not alone in this. And it is so crazy how when we do have that perspective, I feel like it always works out better and we feel better, we do better and it just has a greater outcome in general when we realize, okay, if it doesn't start with me, if the goal is actually other people, then I don't actually have to put pressure on myself. I can release myself of it and we can be freed. I think that's what it means to live free is it's not like, oh, living careless and reckless, but just living free of actually having to carry everything on ourselves and be like, oh, I have to do this alone. I have to be perfect. I have to figure this out. And like – end up doing is like stroking your ego and your pride because now it's like then you look back and you're like ha I really do that by myself totally when the opposite would be you go through seasons of life and you had a community and you look back and you say wow they really got me through that you know 
I think that's such a good point. And even just like looking at that and what you said, even from the lens of both of our careers of, you know, okay. Of like the living and maybe like the not yet, like, okay, it's not a no, but it's maybe a not yet. And like, we're kind of in this in between we're growing, but also, okay. Would you want to have like all the success, you know, all like have the number one cover or would you want to have like an amazing community and memories? Yeah. Like for me, I'm like, oh shoot. Like I would want to have more memories. Like I would hope that like at the end of my life, I'm not like, I did this really cool photo shoot. Like I was on the cover. She did a shoot. That's all I know about Yeah. It. And it's like, I, I would hope I'd have a greater impact than that, you know? Yeah. And so I think when we put it in that perspective, it actually allows us to be like, okay, what am I actually living for? What's the purpose of it? And speaking of that, how do you bring that freedom, that perspective, these new priorities of, okay, I'm going to start with God first. And then that frees me to be able to create my art. How do you bring that perspective into your photography? Good question. Okay. I, I was kind of thinking right now and just, uh, when I'm around community, I am so much more inspired and I feel like we can all attest to that. Um, and so that bringing that perspective in, in such a way of like, okay, when I am fed spiritually and with community, my art is 10 times better. Like this is what my soul needs to be able to create something beautiful. How do I create something beautiful without feeling those beautiful emotions? Um, because I think a lot of times as artists, we're, we don't realize it, but we're creating from a very empty space within our hearts. But if we are surrounded by beautiful people and we're having amazing conversations and they're deep and intellectual, like that is going to be the outpour of your heart. That's what's going to be in your art. And that's what people are going to feel and see. But people are unable to feel and see those things if you're not living them and if you're not feeling them. You know? <laughs> you know? That's good. That's so good. And I can truly resonate with that because for me, I am inspired by stories. For me, if there's not a story attached to a project, I instantly am unexcited. I don't want to do it. I don't do my best work. And I'm like, I might get a creative high or flow from it, but I'm just like, I I don't feel good about it. And it's not, it's not who I am. And it's just like, I I don't feel proud. I totally agree. Like uh, even sometimes, cause I work a lot with like agencies and whatnot and those are very structured shoots, but sometimes I call my friends from like college over and I'm like, Hey, can you come over? Like I have an outfit for you. And I just do that to get myself like re-inspired because that's where it started for me. And it started with great conversations running around the streets around my house, that's no shoes and being like, Oh my God, lay in the street. That looks cool. Yeah. And it was genuinely what we were doing. It was fun. And so even now I'm like, I need a moment like that and I call friends over and I do their makeup for them. I do their hair and I pick up their outfit and (laughs) we're just walking around the neighborhood. That's so cool. And yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's what we did today. And I'm just like having fun and like getting back to that and just having purpose into it and building dreams together, which I love. And so you say that you work a lot with agencies Mm -hmm. And that they can be more structured. How do you bring a sense of purpose into that? Maybe what's your creative process when you approach projects, when you say yes to projects? If you can just give me from inspiration to finish, what is that process when you, once you say yes? Um, I 
this is so weird, but I like to see like a picture of who I'm shooting first. And from then on, I'm able to like, oh my gosh, they have a lot of freckles. Let's do something this vibe or oh my gosh her eyes are so blue let's contrast that with an orange dress whatever that may be so it definitely starts with a person's face which I like (laughs) it's so weird sometimes I'm walking around and like I see people with beautiful faces and I'm like oh my gosh like if I could take pictures of them and I'm like okay I need to look away I look so weird (laughs) but yeah it starts my instant inspiration is the face I'm shooting the person I'm shooting um and then from then on I kind of do like a rough mood board um I shoot that over. If this is like already confirmed, I, then I shoot that over to model, stylist, makeup artist. Um, and then I, when I'm on set working with him, I talk to them for like a good 20 minutes prior to shooting. And that's being done when they're like getting hair done, makeup done, getting dressed and just like, oh, where are you from? And yeah. that kind of stuff. And I, And that's like another, it's community is what it really is, is like, I'm able to create community within a shoot. And by the time we're shooting, we're like all best friends. I mean, like, you know, we did the shoot and like, (laughs) like Hannah after was like, can we all hang out? And we need to do that. But just like allowing that space because it is structured, it is agency work. It is um, a lot more professional on that level, but it also within the shoot, you can leave a good 20 minutes to create community. And I find that to be, so inspiring and it gets me excited to shoot the actual thing because I'm like oh my gosh that girl's the sweetest or like she's so funny or like oh my gosh she's also like I met a girl um a model and she's also a producer I'm like how sick is that like you're a model and a producer um I've met people from Alaska people from London people from Spain like and I'm just I'm just so like in awe of people and their stories and how we can as humans build connection based on two different stories, but sharing a story with one another just feels like a, I don't know. It feels like you've known them forever, you know? So yeah, starts off with mood board and ends with like deep combos. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, um, yeah. I mean, if you want to get super technical, I, t- I take my pictures into capture one and then, and then I make selects and then Photoshop and then, yeah, that's it. So, so cool. I love that stories are what keep you going and that you are just inspired by community, it sounds like, which is amazing. And it's so weird. That's so opposite of my personality, what I thought my personality was. I feel like that is your personality, though. You are community focused. (laughs) Lies. Before, I was not. I was like, I'm good alone. I like being alone. And now I'm like, I can't be alone. I'm just church. No, like we, I think. Even when we think that we don't need community, we do. And we don't realize it until we're actually in it because I'll go like – if I go like a month, let's say, without like really having deep community, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I have my routine. And then when I get into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I needed this. Like I hosted – okay, so I hosted Sisterhood here for the first time, watch party. And it was my – I, I host Connect Group in a park yeah. and everything, but it's the first time I've actually had people over in two years since 2020. Yeah. They left and I full on cried, <laughs> like full on cried, not going to lie, like straight up tears running down my face because I was like, wow, I felt great. Yes. Like yeah. I was like, I am so incredibly thankful. And like I got in the shower and I was thanking God. I was like, thank you, Jesus, for community. Like you're so good. Like it's insane how much community changes us. And I think 
it's very cool for you as a photographer to have that as an inspiration because I've been on so many sets where it's like, oh, community focus. And I'm doing air quotes right now because we get on set and it's very much like only about like the main person and like they do the talking. We do more so the listening and it's not a two-way conversation or it's all very surface. Like I have so many like set friends that are like fun, but our only conversation on set and like we're on set for like eight hours. It's (laughs) only like who we've worked with, what projects we're doing, what's next. Did you see this person's project? Mm -hmm. Like the newest trend, like in, and it's very, very surface. And then like you leave and you're like, what did we even talk about or do? Like, you don't know. And you're like, oh, I get a good vibe from him. But like, you don't actually talk about anything. And it's not actually like what makes the shoot good. So I love that that is your core focus of that is, okay, I'm going to bring purpose. I'm going to bring community into it. And what even makes you say yes to someone, to a project? What gets you excited when you're like, oh my gosh, this person reached out to me. I want to do this. What is, what makes you yeah, I'd say, um, well, the projects I've taken thus far have been very a great thing to add to my portfolio. So, I mean, but even that excites me because yeah. portfolio building is so amazing. So as far as all the agency work, it's been like so amazing. And I'm saying yes to everything I get because I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's, um, I know we don't need affirmation from man, but it really does affirm like I'm in the right place yeah. at the right time. and. I'm continuing to grow and I have new connections and developing new friendships even, you know, people like I still message on Instagram like, oh my God, our shoot was so fun and whatnot. Um, so I I say yes to as right now, whatever. I mean, not really whatever, but whatever is going to help build portfolio. And also if it's an agency I've worked with before, I'm like, okay, I love everybody they've signed. Like everybody that works with them is super sweet. Um, so I say yes to agencies I'm like familiar with and have worked with in the past. Yeah. And then also I like to do like a lot of fun test shoots and whatnot where that's a lot more like not paid agency work. It's more like testing and I get to choose creative direction and makeup and all of that stuff. Um, so that stuff I'm always like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Like if a makeup artist messages me, I'm like, yes, of course. Like I'll give messages from like makeup artists like hey I'd love to work with you if you have a concept I'll like I'll do makeup for it and I'm like yes that sounds great (gasps) yeah um yeah I mean it's so real like just building our portfolio also having fun and like figuring out what kinds of things that we even like because how else are you going to learn especially since like you are still in school and like you're only 19 like you have time to like grow and all of that and like you're figuring out your style of like shooting which honestly I already think you have a great style of shooting like I love it like oh my gosh you're so aesthetic (laughs) like I don't know it's just it's so it's so cool to see that but with that you know you're working with all these different people you're young and you're growing you're figuring this out kind of thing what makes you I guess stay grounded in this world of different personalities. I know we've talked a ton off mic and camera of how a lot of times we can feel a fish out of water. 
that we're supposed to be doing one thing when we feel called to another. So what is that like, especially navigating this time of just building your career? Yeah, um, I think what keeps me grounded for sure is seeing people within my personal life in the past that have allowed their creativity to kind of get the best of them in the worst way um and just like kind of learning from them like creativity should not be my identity um as it was theirs because it's not gonna ever fill you the way god can and the way god does um so i that's what keeps me grounded personally and also just my own personal i'm super good at this i'm good at that and then last year having so much anxiety and just going through like a really rough season and realizing like, okay, I'm not all that great. You know, like I, I was, uh, I couldn't get it together for a whole year. I don't think I'm that perfect. Um, so that's definitely what keeps me grounded. And then I think for sure I'm, I've always, since I started photography, I was like, I want to do fashion photography and that still hasn't changed. Luckily, I think I have a very clear idea of what it is I want to do. Um, but then even within that, there's so many nuances. It's like, do you want to do like high fashion? Do you want to do like editorial fashion? Do you want to do like commercial fashion work? Um, and so that's something that I'm still kind of learning at the moment. It's like commercial fashion work is fun, but it's not going to be that creative. It's just going to be like very pretty work. Um, and then high fashion is (laughs) so hard to get into. It's like one in a million shot, you know? And then um, there's a lot of different like avenues you can take within fashion photography. So I think currently I'm still kind of figuring all that out. Um, but definitely my emphasis would be like fashion photography. Yeah. I guess too, on that note, how do you stay focused and not look around and like, yeah. And when you feel like, okay, I am like a little bit different, like not everyone is shooting for purpose. Not everyone is like doing this thing and you get out there and you're like, I'm on mission. And then everyone's like, I'm just doing this because yeah, it gets me a lot of money and I'm good at it and that's it. And then I know like recently I've been on shoots like that and I'm like, I need to work harder. I need to do that. And then I slow down, I get home and I'm like, wait, I'm doing it for a completely different reason. And even at the beginning of this podcast, you were saying how, okay, I have a different intention. Is there something that helps you remind yourself? I know, you know, obviously your faith, maybe reading your Bible every day, that kind of thing, of course, can help us. But is it community? Is it what is that for you that keeps you focused and saying, okay, yeah, I'm this is um this is my lane. I'm gonna stay in my lane and I'm gonna stay on mission. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's I was probably, like, I've been doing this more seriously from, like, 17, since I was 17, and now I'm, like, 19. And I, it was such a culture shock going to shoots and, like, being, like, whoa, those people's language or, like, geez, the things they're talking about. Like, how do you just so openly talk about those things? And I think they're wrong and not moral, but they think they're perfectly fine. Um, So having moments like that and, like, honestly, like, I want to say community, but it's really been like talking to my mom and being like, whoa, like this is what was talking about the shoot. Like what the heck? Like that's insane. And she's just like, yeah, babe, that's how things go. Um, and just kind of 
being around others that I would say being around other faith-based creatives that are going through the same struggle and can say like, I was shocked as well, or like, oh yeah, I've been invited to do the same things or whatnot. Um, so you don't feel like you're alone, um, but it can definitely get lonely. Um, you definitely feel weird for sure. Like you're going to feel like the different one on set. Um, and yeah, I think you need to walk in that and be proud of it rather than be shameful. Um, yeah, rather than being like, okay, I'm the weird one here. Be like, I'm different than everyone else and I'm cool with that and I enjoy yeah. it and I like living life like this and I'm choosing it and nobody's forcing me and this is where I'm meant to be. Um, and also I go to a Christian school and that has really helped because there's like often conversation about like, okay, guys, how do we stick to still being – how do we keep our faith, you know? How do we keep our faith when diving into this industry? Um, so community again, right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. What's the winning answer tonight? Um, yeah, just not, I think once um, we isolate ourselves, that is the point that we start to feel like we're the weird ones or like, okay, I need to change who I am. But when you're around others who love you for who you are, yeah. you are able to feel the acceptance and the love and you don't feel the need to be like everyone else on set, you know? Yeah. What would be your advice for someone who's looking for that kind of community? <laughs> Get in, go to church. <laughs> but, but really, I after uh, when COVID happened, I didn't go to church for like a whole two years. And I thought it was perfectly fine. And I was actually getting a lot of opportunities at that point. I had shared some with you. And I was like, wow, like my career is taking off. Like I'm able to talk with agents now and producer people. And I'm working with people that have been signed to record labels and whatnot. And I was like, wow, this is it. And then three months later, something goes wrong, what have you, and you don't get a reply or you didn't follow up with the right response or you didn't get back to them at the right time and things fall through and then you realize like, okay, here I am again, alone. And you don't even have anybody to share those like sad moments with or those happy moments with. And I would say like going to church has in the best way forced me to be vulnerable with the group of people that I know love me and lo also love what I do. Like they love that I do photography and I don't need to, I don't need to become a Bible scholar to have community at church, you know, like it's cool to be, to have church community that are creatives and that are doing this in the industry and they do it for work and it's a career. So I, my advice would be to, even if it's not church, maybe it's just a small group at a church or whatever it may be, it's my advice would be to make sure that you are not finding yourself isolated because in isolation is when we try to change ourselves because you're not, you're not getting the love from others that you should be receiving. Yeah. You're I think that's great advice. Yeah. So just don't isolate. And also I think what you're also saying about church and community is so important because the reason that church, I think, is such a good place for community is, one, yes, the God aspect, of yes. course, but it gets you around people you wouldn't normally yeah, be around. Exactly. 
And that gets you out of yourself because if you are just surrounded by like the agents, producers, all of that, you're going to only focus on that part of your identity. You become hyper-focused. You see yourself as only doing that one thing. And then when that goes away, your worth goes away. And there's a certain humility that comes with diversity. There's a certain identity. There's a certain perspective. And it just opens you up because I know that when I'm surrounded by people who don't look like me, don't talk like me, don't do the same job as me, there is a certain level of perspective that I would not normally have. And I can have had the worst week and I get with my connect group and I'm like, nothing matters. Literally nothing matters because we're all sharing different things. Like barely any of us have anything in common except that we're there. And it's like, this is cool. Like this is life. This is what real life is about these situations where you're like okay i can't just have the same so what do you think about the trends and oh my god did you see so-and-so's project and whatnot you can't have those conversations when you're around community because odds are they don't care about that stuff nor do they know about it you know but when you stay so fixed in your own bubble and you're isolated that becomes your world rather than being around the world and realizing like okay this person's a doctor this person's a teacher this person's a mom and there's something so beautiful about that and it's it's cool. It's it's so cool because we realize wow, I can learn something from literally everyone. I'm not that great. My career is not everything. Like it literally does not matter what I did on Tuesday. Like who cares? Literally who cares? About like me being in college that's been so amazing is I'm talking to students that are like engineers. So I'm like, "Oh, I can't. We are you keep going. I'm over here just taking pictures of people. <laughs> you're like, you're building our next, like, the next thing that's going to save the world. That's great. Great for you. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I always just take pictures of people's faces. It's, an, it. it's not that deep. It's community. Fun. That's a form of community of realizing, like, yeah, you said there's a, a sense of humility and humbleness that comes with that. And realizing, like, you know, we're all so different. And they're, yeah, they're building the next big thing to save the universe. and. I'm taking pictures and that's cool about how, you know, like if you view life as like a picture or a puzzle, like no one knows like who made the bigger stroke, who has the bigger piece. Like you just see it and you're like, this is a cool picture. And I feel like that's like everyone doing their job on this earth. Like no matter what their role is, like what their life is, like we all have a unique special piece in it so careful to not get so fixated on just our piece because then you're not looking around and realizing how beautiful everything else is yeah it's so true it's so true of just of yeah like i think it's just when we get a bigger perspective and that's what community does is it gives us that greater perspective that greater sense of joy that we can actually see okay we one we're enough right now to make a difference and we're actually meant to do this together. That it it doesn't matter who has the bigger piece. It it actually doesn't matter. And I think the other great thing, and this is transitioning into my next question, is in community, age doesn't matter either. Age, career, where you're from, none of it matters at all. And I think of the verse of in first Timothy that says, do not despise your youth. And I think of that because when I read that, I also, I think of you of how 
strong you are at such a young age and how wise you are, how grounded you are. And I think it's absolutely amazing that we can use more people like you. And I even include myself in this as well as just of starting young on mission, because I think there is this idea that, oh, being young means you're dumb. Being young is, yeah, it's just fun. It's just reckless. You don't know anything. You can't live on mission. And I see you and you have this perspective. You have this strong conviction of, no, I'm going to do it differently. And I'm going to actually stay focused. How do you have that confidence of when you're young to be like, okay, I, I, I look around, you know, and these people my own age, I don't want to go that way. That's hard to do because I've been there and it's very hard to do to stand up and say, that's actually not for me. And even if that means that, you know, I don't have friends my own age or if I'm not included in the oh in crowd, <laughs> right. And girl, I'm in that same boat, but it's like there, there, there has that certain, there has to be that certain confidence that comes with that of choosing, even if it costs me my popularity right now, like I'm not going to go that way because I know it's better for me. How do you do that? How do you grow that confidence? Um, I would say that uh, kind of similar to my last answer, but like I've seen where air quotes, the cool kid life takes you um, from friends and family. And I I think rather than a confidence, it's like a fear. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go down that road. You know, you know, it's like, it's almost more of like a, a fear (laughs) than a confidence where I'm just like, I, I know where that can take people. I've seen it happen in my own family. I've seen it happen in my own friends. Um, and I, I don't want to fall victim to what the world has to offer. Um, because I, I've seen it destroy a lot of things. Um, so yeah, I would just say it's watching other people's experiences and, um, also just them being very vulnerable about their own experiences and me realizing like there comes a point in time in life where we need to choose what we're going to serve, if you will. Like, um, and just realizing like, I want to serve God. And if being in certain friendships, certain relationships, certain jobs, certain opportunities, certain sets, like if that's going to cost me, not necessarily cost me, but if that's going to in any way, shape, or form pull me away from God, like I don't want anything. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to be a part of it because I've seen that. And I mean, even for myself, I've been part of things like that and I would never, you know, like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not a fear. I, I need to find a better word for that. But yeah, it's more of just a, it's, um, it's you, once your eyes are open to a certain aspect of life, and component you need to choose at that point whether or not you're gonna just pretend like you never saw it or if you're gonna live with wisdom now and uh, always like keep that in the back of your mind I actually think fear is a good word actually because in life we actually have two choices and we we're gonna fear something we're gonna either fear the world what people think of us 
or we're going to fear God and what he thinks of us. And, you know, in the Bible, there's fear of God. And, you know, it's the scary term that we're like, oh, we're meant to be scared of God. But fear is actually our greatest motivator in life. And if we're motivated by what people say, it's because we're actually scared of their rejection. And if we're scared of their rejection, we're going to be motivated by them, you know? And when you say, okay, I want to serve God, that's because you're afraid of God's rejection. It's one or the other. It's absolutely one or the other. So I actually think fear is a great word for that because it's not, I don't think this has to be yeah, the scary no, thing. Like I'm, like, I'm not like scared and I don't go to sleep yeah. every night like, oh my God, I can't get myself to those things. It's just more like I am very aware and now I need to live with wisdom because I'm aware of where trying to be cool takes people and could take me. And whether or not I'm doing wrong acts that are like literally like physical acts or if it's just in my mind that I'm like, trying to one-up people or trying to find a way for myself to be the cooler one here or I don't want to live like that either. It's literally comes down to who you serve. What are you motivated by? That's the fear. That is, everyone is afraid of something. Deep down, everyone's afraid of one or the other. So I, I think that's a great answer truly. And it, it totally shows just who you are and why you are the way you are in the direction that you're headed, which I absolutely love. And I think it's so inspiring of just seeing, you know, a young person going for their goal and having that because it's like, wow, not only do I want to be that person for other people, but I need that too of seeing like, okay, it's possible because so many times, like I look around, I'm like, am I the only one doing this this way? I like, I can't do it alone, you know? And like, we need each other to be able to keep going. And, you know, any young person even like listening to this or who finds this, it's like, you're not alone. Keep doing it, even if you're different, because I think it can be so isolating when you're like, I'm different and I literally don't fit in, you know? And it can just be so challenging. And like I said, so isolating. I'm just feeling like, I'm the only one, like, is this too much for me to handle? And even like, like, am I too much? Am I being extreme? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Should I just go along with what everyone else is doing? Should I not say something, you know? And it's very easy to feel that way when you're surrounded by so many people that are, it's interesting because they feel like they're all very unique, but they're all doing life actually the same way. Ooh, so but we're good. the ones that are like yeah. <laughs> choosing a completely different path and we get no recognition. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like God is going to recognize us for, like you said, who are you going to fear, man or God? And it's yeah. like at the end of the day, when you remove fear of man and the rejection or the fear of rejection from man, yeah. you're able to find the love of God and Ooh. and God's acceptance. When they release the fear of rejection, they find the love of God. That is absolutely beautiful. And I feel like that's something that your life actually expresses in how you approach art, in how you approach your friendships. You shake off that rejection and you choose to have the fear of rejection from God 
that you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to choose this fear of rejection because if I'm going to have a fear of rejection, it's not going to be in man. It's going to be in God. And through that, you find the love, you find his glory, you find who you are in him. And I absolutely love that. I think that is just so incredibly powerful for people to hear and for people to know. And my last question for you is, I guess it's kind of twofold because for one, I want to bring it back to your creative side and I want to know what would your dream shoot be? And on the other side, which is a little bit, I guess, on the deeper side of that, what is success to you in that area? So it could be the same or it could be different. But what's your dream shoot and what is success to you? Out of this, because I feel like I don't <laughs> I don't do enough like magazine searching and I don't like really look into what's going on currently in the fashion world, partially because then it makes me just compare myself to everyone. Um so I'm not really up to date with what's happening or what my dream shoot would be, but I think my dream shoot would probably be um this is like wild like absolutely wild but annie Leibovitz is like one of the mm. top photographers ever <laughs> just imagine shooting annie Leibovitz. that would be insane that's like i mean that's probably a photographer's dream but yeah i just like her her process is very interesting um and at my school we take a lot of like her processes and like look at them and like figure out like why does she have so-and-so carrying a swan and why does she have uh, this certain lighting setup? And, and I just think it would be, it would be so cool to shoot her. Imagine that. Like what? And then um, second question, um, I'd say success for me would be being able to do fashion photography as a career and still maintaining sanity. (laughs) Like truly, you know, like, doing it. It's working out for me. I don't have any other jobs. This is what I do, but I'm also like a normal human. And I think that would just be the epitome of success because I think naturally we would be like, oh my gosh, I just want to be so busy. Like that would be success to be fully booked, but I want to be like doing it and also like not going crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like dream job, like realistically would be like, like, Zara is not super, super high fashion, but I just think that their creative direction and the way that it works with their photography is always, it's so timeless. And I would like to work for a brand that has a very timeless look. And actually an end goal for me is to be a creative director. Ultimately, um, I, I do love being behind the camera, but I just find that like every time I go to start a shoot, what gets me excited is making the theme and coming up with concept and uh, choosing who's going to be in it and like almost like casting situation. And so that would be like dream job. Speak it out. Such a dream yeah. job. I love that. So, yeah. That's so cool. We're speaking it to existence. Sorry. <gasps> oh, oh, I've never gotten the question asked back to me, but I can answer that. <laughs> yeah. But first, I love, I love that. We're speaking that to existence, that creative director. One day. Creative director one day. For me, we're talking like 
dreams. I would say I, I'm a big balance gal too. Like you're speaking of balance of like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah. Like what is success if you're fully booked, but don't have a life and a family? I don't know. Like that's, that's just like not me. Like I, I would love to, I don't know, just like I see myself maybe like living by the beach or like someone like not, even if it's not the beach, just like somewhere not, somewhere just like not in the city, like a little outside the city, but like maybe like traveling for work. Okay. One thing I really want to do, I'm like scared to speak this on a podcast, but well, maybe we'll cut this out. Maybe we'll keep it. But I really want to like go on tour with someone like I would love like to do that even like before like I settle down necessarily or whatever like have that balance but that's that's a big goal is like to to like go go on tour or like even be like a tour wife like I feel like I'd be such a good tour wife I mean, I can settle down with my career. He can do his thing and I'll be the support system, like the creative. I'll be like, oh, do it this way or, you know. <laughs> but I think it would be fun. I think it would be fun, you know. Speaking things into existence. Is that how this works? Um, I also, I don't know what possible job I could do within this, but I'm going to, at my school, I'm doing a minor in art history and I want to eventually get my master's in art history, but abroad. So I want to do that in Italy. So I just think having an art history major would be so incredible for creative direction because I don't think we realize it, but it's like you're able to look back at trends Uh and not necessarily like literal trends. Like they used to wear polka dots, but like how they were doing it and what made this so amazing and what made so-and-so's art so impactful on a generation and even now. So that's another thing that I hope to pursue soon. I could so see you living in Italy and like learning art history and like what an incredible extra layer of just storytelling and its core and like having that to bring to a shoot of like, it's not like, oh, this thing like inspires me, but it's an experience and that you can bring that. Art that has longevity, like all of these art pieces like Da Vinci and whoever else they just have so much longevity like we still are obsessed with them now and i think if you can bring any element of that into modern work because i think a lot of modern work is super like that was great for 2019 summer and now it's 2019 winter and we hate that color you know like i don't think it should be that way and so i think to look all the way back and be like okay they were great at doing that this way would be incredible yeah I love that, and especially from fashion aspect. Yes. Like we see trends come and go, and I think, like, what brings longevity to me is like the idea of story, of capturing a time period, of capturing like a moment, and not just like, oh, this is cool for now, and like it goes back to like not having purpose. And I yeah. think, okay, we can have these big dreams, for big goals of like creative director, going on tour, yeah. being a tour wife, whatever, like traveling to Italy. But at the core of it, really comes down to okay, like the purpose of storytelling and having the storytelling of like, yeah, all things have a purpose. All things need a purpose. And that's what makes it last a lifetime, last beyond our lifetime is when it has an attachment to purpose, you know, and that's 
I mean, I think that's why like we both do what we do and why we do it the way we do, why I have this podcast. Like it's attaching purpose to everything we do so that these things like outlast us, you know? It's so good. And where can people follow you in your journey of, you know, everything that you're doing, traveling, hopefully to Italy too. So we want to follow you. Yeah. So my Instagram is at Kayla Isabella. My name's spelled weird. So it's spelled K-E-I-L-A-H and then Isabella. And my website is also KaylaIsabella.com. And yeah. Amazing. (laughs) You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Collaborate with Kayla. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I loved having you on always. I love hanging out with you. And I just think you're so inspiring and truly one of the best photographers I know. So, and I'm not just saying that. I think you're so talented. So thank you. Thank you again. Thanks again for listening to the Love Kinsey podcast. If you liked today's episode, be sure to leave us a like and review on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from you. And be sure to follow on Instagram at the Love Kinsey podcast so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Talk to you guys next week.